plug into the minds of the world's cutting-edge innovators, visionaries, and thought leaders who are rewriting the rules of sales and success. It's your time to make an impact. I am your host, Jason Mark Campbell, and this is the Selling with Love podcast. This is why you suck at sales. Now, don't worry, you're not going to be going through this podcast episode feeling worse by the end of this. Matter of fact, I actually want you to be thinking differently of what is the most common things that might hold you back from being great at sales. Because sales happens to be a very easy scapegoat. If things aren't going well in business, you're not getting the clients, you're looking at others that are seemingly doing so well while you're maybe getting stuck, not getting the clients, not having the sales, not hitting revenue targets, and you're like, if only I was better at sales, then all my problems would disappear. Well, I'm going to give you some of the things that might be the reason why our sales sucks at the current time, and I'm hoping it's going to open your mind to start thinking differently about what might be the biggest reasons why that is the case. And I'll give you two hints. One, it doesn't all have to do with sales. And two, there's something we can definitely do about it. So here's one of the top reasons why you might suck at sales. Number one is lack of experience or qualification to deliver. Now, there's an important distinction I want to make here. This is not talking about your lack of experience selling. This is actually lack of qualification or experience when it comes to delivering the product or service. See, if someone's about to do business with you, they're going to be looking for indicators that show that doing business with you is going to be a low risk. Whatever it is that you are selling is actually going to deliver on the promise that you are making. And if you lack some of the things that we will use as shortcuts to make us see that this is going to be a low risk transaction, then sales might not happen to the rate that you wish they would. And this could be from personal lack of experience. Like maybe you don't have any background of doing successful transformation within organizations that you're trying to provide your product or service. Maybe you haven't helped enough clients, perhaps if in your coaching niche that have radically changed because they've interacted with you. So if someone's asking, well, okay, can you give me examples of when you've done this and it worked for them so that I can have an indication that it'll work for me and we can't provide an adequate answer, this might really hurt your sales. An example, and this was very interesting from a comment on YouTube that came up from, you know, talking about how some of your first sales, you can really be bold saying that you're going to serve them so powerfully because they will become your case study. Well, the flip side of that is that for some people in some industries, if you're doing things like you're a doctor and you're about to do a major surgery, well, if you haven't done any of the surgeries like this in the past, I don't know if we want to go with the new discounted doctor. We probably want to do business with the one that has a lot more experience. So for this answer, there's a lot of soul searching we have to do about our own experience within the industry that we're operating. And it doesn't have to be direct experience in your business. Like in the example of a doctor, perhaps you've had your residency with a top tier surgeon at another hospital and you've been able to be an assistant doctor on so many operations that went successful where you were pretty much taking the lead by the end of your residency or apprenticeship and matter of fact apprenticeship programs happen to be one of the best ways to get you to accelerate your experience gap because if you're on your own you've never done it before it's really difficult to build your experience fast if you're having that barrier from people not wanting to do business with you because you lack experience. And it's a bit of a catch 22. And I'll be quite honest, 
it is more difficult today to get started than it used to be because we're so much more sensitive to this experience. We look for brands, personal brands, businesses that we trust, like, and that will lower this risk. It's a real thing. And so if you are just getting started in business and you realize that, you know, people might not be buying my product because I can't really see myself giving them any justification on why they should pick me over someone else that's done it many more times because I've never validated what I do if it actually has a lot of success, there's a few things you'll have to decide. One, are there organizations you can partner with to deliver your service under their umbrella so you can have borrowed credibility? Do you maybe just need to go get a job in this industry so you can do it under the risk or the profile of another company altogether? I know for myself, you know, one of the reasons I work for Mindvalley was to be able to learn at an accelerated rate in an industry that would allow me to take big opportunities, do big scaling, and allow me to come out of that time working as an employee as a much more qualified independent contractor who has worked with major personal brands in the past. So that might be something to consider, truly. Or if you're going to be looking to get certified, and I'm going to be a little judgmental on this one, but there's a lot of programs that can teach you certain methodologies and you can borrow the credibility from a certain brand, such as like a franchise, right? Like if you open a restaurant that has no credibility, it can be a little difficult, but under a McDonald's brand, and at least you know, I'm not advocating for the quality of their food, but I will say the quality of their franchise is really good. They have set processes. You get to learn and experience how it is like to operate such an establishment. So it shortcuts the process as well. My caveat, I will say for you seeking perhaps certifications in a field that you're looking to deliver services, in particular in the coaching niche, is that oftentimes we feel like the certification is what stands between us and feeling more comfortable offering our product and services. But if we do not get the tangible practice of offering what we offer and solving people's problems, all you're doing is learning theory. You can read so many books and get certified so many ways on what it's like to ride a bike, but until you sit on that seat and get to pedal on a real bicycle, it's going to be hard to really know. And so whatever process you decide to go through to get certified, ensure that you get some tangible practice and you can actually gather testimonials, case studies of your work helping others in the process, I think will get you so much further into bridging this gap, which is you don't have the experience or qualifications to deliver at a low risk the promises that you are making. That's number one. Notice it's not necessarily sucking at sales. It's rather we really need to improve what is our qualification so we can be more confident when we sell it. Number two, you might not have the offer packaged in a way that truly delivers a solution to a problem that people have. So this will be simply lined as your offer doesn't have a product market fit. If you are selling something that people cannot perceive that it truly solves a problem in their life, then they're not going to buy. And this can be explained such as if I go to people and I say, hey, I can really help you, you know, jump so much higher so that when you're walking, you can always be sure that you can make a high jump whenever you need to make a high jump. Now, this is a pretty ridiculous example, but the point being made is that people might be thinking, well, I don't need to jump higher, but you have the best jump training in the world. And you're like, it's such a quality. Everyone who's worked with me really was able to increase the height of their jump. And people that you're speaking to, you're telling them if you have this as part of your routine and you're someone that walks very often, now you'll also know that if an obstacle comes your way, you'll be able to jump higher than you ever need to. And people are just thinking, well, 
I don't think that's necessary for me. I don't think I want to buy that. This doesn't make sense for me. All right. Now, this is very actually different than what I spoke before, because you might have amazing experience. You might be the best person to teach people to jump higher, but rather the offer that you're making to this market for the solution you say it's going to bring to them is just not perceived as valuable. But what if you were approaching a basketball sports team or a volleyball sports team, and now you're making them an offer saying that you could get these athletes to increase their jump height, which allows them to be able to do better blocking and take better dunks at basketball, which could help their team succeed more often in games. Now we're talking about an offer of a product that might be much more appealing because you're targeting a different client with a different offer. This is probably one of the most underrated places that we need to spend more time as business owners. And I'll be honest, even I feel that I don't spend enough time in this category myself. Everything here has to do with understanding the client you serve and actually designing your product to solve the problems that they have. Loving the client, loving the product are two of the tenets within Selling with Love, and we all spend too little time in this category. And I'm actually going to give a recommendation for those who might be thinking, I've never thought about the offer. I've never spoken or looked into how it's packaged, who I'm targeting. I don't think I know enough about my client. Well, aside from going through my book, which is an amazing resource to get started, if specifically crafting an offer as a better market fit is something you want to focus on, then I highly, highly recommend that you look into $100 million offers, a book by Alex Hormozy. Now, Alex has been a guest on the Selling with Love podcast, and we'll make sure we put a link so you can go and review this. He has been an amazing influence on this topic. And when you go through that book, there are specific exercises for you to understand what are people thinking? How do you craft your offer to be better? Why is it that you have to price and make sure you understand what value is so people aren't so concerned about cost because the problem that you're solving is so worthwhile that they're not caring about the cost, they're caring about the problems being solved. It's an amazing book, I highly recommend it, and I think if you go through this, you'll start realizing that most people are looking to have the best results in the fastest time with the lowest risk. And once you start understanding this and speaking to an avatar, a specific client segment that actually will highly benefit from the solution you bring, you can actually start speaking a language that they understand. And again, this is about marketing, copywriting, crafting your offer, and making sure that you're serving the right market. It has a lot to do with sales, but not directly with sales. It has a lot more to do with the entire business. So again, one of the reasons you might suck at sales has a lot more to do with the things around the sales process than the sales process itself. Which brings me to number three. This one actually is about sales. And it's one of the key reasons most people label themselves that I suck at sales, I can never do sales, and sales is just not for me. You just didn't do it often enough. Just like the first times you ride a bike, you're probably going to fall or you're going to have some training wheels. The first times you go out and sell, you might be shaking. You might be sweating. You might be nervous. My God, for those who know my story, the first time I ever had to do a telephone sales call, which was booking appointments for realtors, my voice was so shaky that the client probably was scared to talk to me, wondering why is this nervous person calling me that they hung up after my first line and I thought I would never want to do this again. Well, story was that at least somebody came and pushed me and made me know that no, this is not how it usually happens. The first calls are always a nerve wrack and you're going to be doing better next time. And the next time was still nerve-wracking, but a little less. And the time after, a little less, a little less, a little less. 
If you haven't done at least a hundred of a specific sales activity, then you do not have enough data to label how good or bad you are. And so one of the reasons is that we give up on ourselves too quickly. And just like if you go and seriously put your attention, you know, we often use the example when it comes to learning new languages. You've heard the expression like, who are the fastest learners of a new language? We say children can learn so effortlessly a new language, but us as adults, we don't learn as much. Well, we might want to consider that as a child, they don't have a lot of distractions and anything else to keep them busy, that it allows them to pick up a new language just by exposure quite quickly. But I bet that if any of you would focus their attention, say you want to learn Spanish and you move to Spain and you get the programs and you get the support and you're motivated to learn the language, that within a month you would have such a fast pace of development of your vocabulary that... Quite frankly, you wouldn't even think that in one month you could develop that quickly that much, but it comes with a sense of motivation and then doing what it takes to get better if it's so important to you. And what I want to leave you with is knowing that sales is going to be with you for the rest of your life, whether it's about selling a product or service, growing a business, hiring the right talent, getting the right job, finding a right romantic partner, getting children to understand you, listen to you, being able to be an influential person in your community, to get your points across, to be listened, heard, understood. All the aspects of interacting with other human beings will have an element of sales. So perhaps it deserves the chance. Perhaps we should be motivated to at least go out there and accept that it's going to start and be a little sucky. But if you have an amazing product, you go out and present that offer to enough people and do it at least a hundred times. Yes, there might be people that say, no, that's okay. Yes, you might be very terrible in the first ones and very nervous. It will get better quite fast, might I add. And as such, by the hundredth session, you might realize that you do not suck at sales as much as you think. You just need a little bit of practice. And as such, remember, don't just go out there and label yourself as someone that sucks at sales. Have a look at our own experience and make sure that if we don't have that experience, we can maybe borrow some of that experience from other organizations where we can sell their products to start and build our own credibility in the delivery as well. If you are not clear on your offer, there is an amazing book, The $100 Million Offers, that can really help you in that domain. And of course, get that practice in. And you might realize that it's really fun and you can do it with friends. You can even role play. But all of that are things we actually do in the community. So be sure to come and join in the community. We're going to have some more conversations to make sure that everyone can go out there, not suck at sale, but instead sell with love. I am your host, Jason Mark Campbell, and this is the Selling with Love podcast. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low-net-carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands, and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co.